And we're recording. Hi right, guys, my name's Don. Same with basketball. Sitting here, feeling like shit. Co-hosts, you got Damien, a.k.a. Prince of Punani. got Bundy, a.k.a. Aristotle of Analingus. Buddha has Soft to work guns. in the morning, otherwise he'd be here too. I was going to call him the Bambino of Booty, but since he's not here, I'm going to fuck himself. Last week, week six, kind of a rough week. I ended up nine and six on the picks, but that uh, seems to be status quo at this point. You got the Eagles going to Giants. Eagles win 34-13. Bucks at the Falcons. The Falcons win 34-29. Chargers in Cleveland. Chargers win by a lot. 38-14. Colts at Jets. Jets managed to pull it off again. 42-34. You got Seattle at the Raiders. Seattle wins 27-3. Not close. Panthers at Redskins. Redskins pulled off 23-17. Bills at Texans. Texans win by 7, 20-13. Cardinals at the Vikings. The Vikings win by 10, 27-17. Steelers at Bengals. Barn burner. Steelers do win 28-21. Chicago at Miami. In overtime, the Dolphins win. Rams at Broncos. Rams barely win. 23-20. Moral victory. Ravens at Titans. Ravens win 21-0. Marcus Mariota got sacked more times than he threw complete passes. Jaguars at Dallas. Dallas smoke show, 47. Chiefs at the Patriots. Patriots win in a close one, 43-40. And Niners at Packers on Monday night. Packers win by a field goal, 33-30. little redemption for Mason Crosby. So I ended up 9-6. and six. I don't know what everyone else was. I was 11-4. and four. I was 10-5. Uh, and five. But my reverse psychology on picking the Jaguars beat the Cowboys worked in my favor, so hey, that's all that matters. Yeah. So uh, season results, I have them all here. Uh, season records, I'm at fifty six, thirty five and two. Don's at forty eight, forty three and two. Bundy's at thirty three and twenty three, and. Josh is at 16 and 14. Nice. He was 8 and 7 last week. Again, two two weeks in a row. Solid 500. Yeah, yeah it was tough. It was tough. And the Packers won in Packers fashion, obviously. Of course. Can't, yeah. can't beat the simple-minded 49ers handedly. Yeah, and then the Bengals falling apart last minute didn't help me any. I liked it. I picked the Steelers to win that one. Chicago. I picked Chicago, and then they get a fumble on the one-yard line, drive it down, Buddy misses a field goal, fucks me there. I was fucking livid that we went for the 53-yard field goal. Not that we went for it on fourth down, obviously, to go for the field goal. It's just that, like, we took our chances on, you know, second and third down of just getting the field goal, like banking on making the field goal from 53 yards out rather than trying to get a first down. Yeah, just run the ball three straight times. That's, that's Matt, Matt Nagy, you know, coming from, where you come from, Kansas City. Mm-hmm. You think you'd like to spread it out, do a little, you know, something a little different, something a little impressive, but not really. You're just kind of very conservative when it comes to crunch time, which is... 
not it's not worked well for him so far. No, it hasn't worked out, so might as well toss that in the old garbage. Yeah, it's time to start uh, start throwing the ball a little bit. I think. Uh, Crunch time. Especially because Mitch, I mean, Mitchell didn't do that terrible. Really. No. I mean, he threw, threw a terrible interception, but it is what it is. You'll have that. He, he did throw. A terrible one. He almost threw one. I was watching it. Do you remember that one? It was like, I don't know, third down or whatever. Like and he ball. rolled out. He rolled out to the right and threw it across his body to the left. Oh. Yeah. That one could have been ugly, but could have been. Could have been pretty bad. But must start must is fantasy week six. I did pretty piss poor. Uh, I told you, start Philip Lindsay. He didn't have like the worst day ever, but in a PPR league to start him as running back would have been a bad call. Told you to start Jared Goff. He threw for two hundred yards and a pick, so that wasn't great. Said play Cameron breaks. I thought OJ Howard should be out. <clears throat> OJ Howard was not out. He played, got a lot of points. Told you to start Robert Woods. He actually did well. 18 PPR points. So one out of four there. On the sits, I said sit Derek Carr. Derek Carr? David Carr? Is there a difference? Does it matter? Who cares? Exactly. One's, one's a lot older than the other. Yeah. I'm going to say Dave, David Carr. Let me just that's call him the, David. That's the one from O2. Perfect. Uh, yeah, okay. Then so sit David there. Carr. He isn't playing anymore. Derek Carr had himself a rough day. Collins, if it wasn't for the couple of touchdowns he had, he would have done shitty, but he had 17 PPR points. That was a bad call. Said Stephon Diggs is going to get shut down. He did. Uh, Thielen did end up getting another 100 yards, though. So I was wrong there. Said sit David and Joku, and he ended up with seven catches for 55 and a touchdown. So that was 18 points out of your tight end in a PPR league. is pretty solid. So 50-50 on the sits. I was uh, pretty solid. The only bad, the only bad one I did was uh, I told you guys to start John Brown versus Tennessee. John Brown had two receptions for 28 yards. Nice. Uh, but I said play Matt Ryan. He had 354 and three touchdowns uh, for 27 points. I said start Sony Michelle and James White. Uh, you could have done without James White, really. In a PPR league, get 13 points. And Sonny Michelle had 24 carries for 106 yards and two touchdowns. CJ Uzma, 11 PPR points. Six receptions, 54 yards. Derek Carr, I said sit him. Four points. Derek Henry, said sit him. He had three PPR points. And Larry Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk had six receptions for 77 yards, 13 PPR points. Larry Fitzgerald had eight PPR points. And I said, sit Jeff Swain versus Jacksonville. He had four PPR points. Nice. You guys aren't going to be impressed, but I lost my sheet, so. Well, that's all right. Do you think you did well? I think I did pretty well. That's I have it in front of me if you'd like to hear it. Oh, yes, please. Uh, you said play Tom Brady versus Kansas City. He had 21 points, 340. Passing touchdown and a rushing touchdown. He said start Christian McCaffrey versus Washington. 13 PPR points. He didn't carry the ball much, but he had seven receptions and 46 yards. Uh, Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. Julio Jones had 10 receptions, 143 yards. No touchdowns. Again, 
24 PPR points. Calvin Ridley was, eh. He's, he got he, hurt, was, did he, he yeah. got hurt, though. Yeah. yeah. Seven PPR points. You said play Rob Gronkowski at 12 PPR points, three receptions, 97 yards. You said to sit Eli Manning. He had 281 and a pick for nine points. Kenyon Drake had nine PPR points. Fumble on the goal line. That was rough. Uh, you said to sit Dolphins wide receivers. This is where your big mistake was. Sit Dolphins wide receivers versus Chicago. For the most part, you would have been right. But this fucking Albert Wilson motherfucker comes out, gets six receptions, 155 yards, and two touchdowns for 33 PPR points. I don't know who the fuck that is. <laughs> right? And Greg Olson was, uh, you said to sit Greg Olson versus Washington. He had four receptions for 48 yards. What was that wide receiver for the Dolphins' name again? Albert Wilson. Albert Wilson. Unless he was on the waiver wire. <laughs> yeah, he was in everybody's waiver wire. Yeah. Rob Gronkowski. That's surprising. What? Week one, he had 23 points. Week two, three. Week three, nine. Week four, eight. Week five, 13. Week six, 12. Not doing so hot. Not doing not doing a lot over there in New England. Hey. Albert Wilson's actually been pretty consistent this year. Yeah. I don't want to say consistent, but he's had some pretty good, Couple pretty of decent good, games. Three good games. He has three games as recently <clears throat> touchdowns, I think. Well, he's got four, 11, 20, two, five, and 27. Kind of a boomer bust, I guess. Yeah. It's a risk, obviously. But Osweiler seems to be a fan of him. No, mm-hmm. it's Osweiler playing. Speaking of Osweiler, the Brockett yes, he is. He is starting. Yikes. What about, what if, did you guys hear about the Dolphins not reporting him on, on Tannehill till the day of the game? Like he wasn't, I don't even think Tannehill was questionable before the game. I did not hear about that. I don't know. There's something going on. The NFL's looking into their injury reporting in the in Miami. Something to do with Tannehill and how he was just randomly had a shoulder injury on Sunday morning. Hmm. But no. Was he talking one too hard? Maybe. I know me when I get into the left-handed stuff and I start getting into it. Sometimes, you know, it gets a little little janky and a little rough. Yeah. I'm bad to myself. I don't treat myself with respect like I should. So what do you want to do next? You want to do start sits for week seven, or you want to go over the games predictions first? Um, do you want to go over Buddha's must start must sit at all? I have that too, if you'd like. Yeah, I might as well. Uh, who he said to start at quarterback was Matt Ryan, twenty-seven points, good to go. Said to start Chris Carson versus Oakland. Chris Carson, five points. Not good. Yikes. All Atlanta wide receivers versus Tampa Bay. Julio Jones, 24 points. Calvin Ridley, seven. I don't even think there's anybody else uh, who's worth talking about. Oh, Muhammad Sanu at 12. He had 12 PGR points, uh, two receptions, 46 yards, and a touchdown. And he said to start Zach Ertz versus the Giants, 17 PPR points, seven receptions, 43 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Musset, Phillip Rivers versus Cleveland, 207, two touchdowns, one interception, 14 points. Kenyon Drake, 
Sit Kenyon Drake for Chicago, nine PPR points. Sit Juju Smith-Schuster for Cincinnati. That was a rough one. Seven receptions, 111 yards, 20 PPR points. And Jordan Reed versus Carolina. He had five. He said to sit Jordan Reed versus Carolina, and he had eight PPR points. Not bad. Not bad at all. No. So moving on from that, do you want to do starts and sits or weeks? Games, predictions. We can do games and predictions if you'd like. All right. Well, kicking off tomorrow night, because today when we're recording is technically Wednesday. You got the Broncos in Arizona. Now I'm torn here. Broncos are favored by one and a half points. Yeah. At that, the Cardinals. See, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to take the Broncos mm-hmm. because I liked the testicular fortitude that they showed against the L.A. Okay. To only lose to the best team in the NFL by three points is a pretty good effort. Now, the run defense, I don't know what the fuck's going on there. Something's got to give at some point. I mean, someone's got to tackle somebody. That's fucking terrible. Because Todd Gurley was stopped at the line of scrimmage like 20-plus fucking times. But he just keeps moving. He's obviously an animal, but I'm just saying, if you make contact in the backfield, throwing an arm out against Todd Gurley ain't going to stop him. Throwing an arm out against David Johnson isn't going to stop him either. So, Not at all. I Yeah, I'm, I'm tentatively taking the Broncos if they can make tackles like a football team is supposed to make tackles. <clears throat> I am picking the Cardinals at home. Uh, I think David Johnson is going to be a difference in this game. I think he's going to score a couple touchdowns. Go with the uh, maybe the one time I pick the Broncos to win, they'll actually win. So I'm going to take the Denver Broncos this week. I just don't. I just don't uh, see Rosen and the Cards. Being able to stop the run for one, considering they have like the worst run defense in the league currently. Yeah. And I just don't think the Cardinals will have uh, an answer for the Broncos. Also, considering Von Miller said that they're going to whoop their ass. So he's mad. Like You're going to take his word, his word for that? I'll yeah. take Von's. I'll take Von Miller. Wow. Von Miller's word over my word, probably. Every yeah. Time, so. That's fair. I get yeah. that. Von Miller's angry. He's upset. Be. I think he's uh I think he's gonna make a name for himself at the expense of Josh Rosen's spine. Yeah, what's the uh what's the record for the Broncos? Two and four. Yeah, he's uh probably not taking that very well, so No, but he's got a Super Bowl ring and another <clears throat> appearance. He's he's not uh he's not loving that not loving that two and four action. But yeah, I, he has he already has five and a half sacks this year in six games, so he's I don't see him slowing down. He didn't do much against KC, but Mahomes hasn't been sacked but once all year, so or, well six times once a game. So he's not easy to sack. So I'm not gonna I'm gonna take that with a grain of salt. He's elusive. He is. He's elusive. Elusive light skinned, man. Light skinned Kermit the Frog <clears throat> looking ass. But he's elusive. You're right. Yeah. Following that game, you got the Titans at the Chargers. Um, In London. The Chargers, simply because Titans offense is probably the worst thing I've ever seen. And I watched two girls one cup twice. <laughs> so, 
Sorry, Mo. Yeah, I got the Chargers in this one. Chargers are favored by six and a half. Uh, I think. I honestly think it's going to be close from that. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, lower scoring. I shouldn't say low, but yeah, the Titans' offense is not not good. No. no. When the backbone of your team is a dude from Hawaii who can't feel his throwing hand and a running back who can't get more than 30 yards a game, you're going to have problems. <laughs> not a recipe yeah. for success, anyhow. It is not. Not at all. So. Uh, and your best receivers on IR, so that yeah. also sucks. Tough titters. Yeah, I'm going to take uh, Philip Rivers and, and the Chargers against the Titans because the Titans just have been sporadic, to say the least. I mean, the only thing that will keep the Titans in this game is that defense. That's it. That's pretty much every game for them this year, so. You know, the Panthers at the Eagles following that. Carolina looking like a bag of flaming dog shit as of late. I got to go Eagles. As much as I don't want to keep picking the Eagles, I'm not taking the Panthers. Not in Philadelphia. I got the Eagles as well. Carson Wentz coming alive. I'm going to say the complete opposite. Carson Wentz struggles against the Panthers defense, and the Panthers come out victorious in Philadelphia. Yikes. What's the over-under on that one? It's got to be at least five and a half. Oh, uh, like towards the maybe. Eagles. Panthers at Eagles. Eagles are favored by four and a half. All right. So Vikings at the New York goddamn Jets. Ah, Jets strong a couple together, but the Vikings are a good football team. I don't see Sam Darnold coming out and swinging hard. I think the Vikings win. I think it's going to be closer than... Vikings fans would probably care to admit, but it's the Vikings win. Vikings, I don't think uh, – I got the Vikings in this game. I don't think uh, Sam Darnold's going to have a great day back there with Minnesota's defense. So, As much as uh, as much as I want to you know, praise Sam Darnold, I just don't think he'll get the win, but I do feel as though it will be closer than what people expect. So, honestly, the Jets might even be able to win the game. So. But, oh, um, they, they're absolutely able to. I'll definitely but, I'm taking the Vikings, though. Yeah. Bills at Colts. Who's playing quarterback for the Bills? Do we know? Uh, Derek Anderson. It's not Nathan Peterman, which gives the Bills some hope. Okay. My favorite part about last week's game was Nathan fucking pick six Peterman going out like a true fucking G, pick six to end the game. Yeah. What an animal. He does it. All, how do you do that so always? How do you throw that many pick sixes in such a short time? The best part about Nathan Peterman was when he went out there, and I, was, I, I don't know if it was first drive or whatever, but he started the game with a touchdown when he went in. Yeah, look good. And then, and then in true Nathan Peterman fashion, a couple picks, one pick six to end the game. There it is. So, I don't know uh, if that – has he ever made it – has he ever started a game where he hasn't thrown a couple picks? Is that even a thing for him? Didn't he last year have more interceptions than completions? Uh in a game, yeah. He had five he had five picks versus the Chargers in the first half last year. This just goes to show how much I appreciate the Bills, but um why didn't Josh Allen play to get hurt? Yeah, he got hurt. Okay. Uh, he's out with an elbow injury for a couple weeks. 
So, recently signed uh, veteran Derek Anderson will be the starter this Sunday. Now, oh my goodness. That gives the Bills a little bit of hope. Because if Peterman was starting, they no they have no chance of winning this game with Derek Anderson, but it'd be even worse if Peterman was in there. So I got the Colts. I'm going to take the Colts in this one at home. Colts are favored by seven and a half. Yeah. I also have the Colts. Yeah, I'm going to take the Colts too. Maybe they'll actually win. They might. Then you get uh, Uncle Tom and his band of Patriots going to Soldier Field in Chicago. If it wasn't for Matt Nagy disappointing me with this play call, I would be tempted to take the Bears here just because they do have a good defense. And I think that they can make Tom Brady just uncomfortable enough to where he might make a mistake or two and let them win. But I feel like even if the Bears do get a lead, they're going to play to not lose. Mm -hmm. And you cannot play to not lose against Tom Brady. I don't give a fuck. If you're playing on Mars, he will win every single time. I'm picking the Patriots. It's going to be close. It's going to be a good football game. But I think it's going to be a good football game as well. I think the only thing that's going to keep the Bears... <clears throat> so... Yeah, like I agree with what you're saying where the Bears defense is good enough. The Bears defense is good enough for them to win this game. But I think in the end Bill Belichick's going to outcoach Matt Nagy no matter if the Bears are playing with the lead in the fourth quarter or the Bears are trying to come back in the fourth quarter. If the Bears are trying to come back in the fourth quarter, they have no fucking chance. Um the only way they have a chance is if they play if they have the lead in the fourth quarter and they play to win the game, not play to lose it. Yeah. Take some chances. But with that being said, I'm taking the Pats. Not so much about if the Bears can stop them defensively. It's more or less if the Bears can capitalize and score points. True. So I do feel like the Bears do have a pretty good chance to beat the Patriots, especially at Soldier Field. But... I don't think they'll have enough to get it done, and I feel like the Patriots will come out of there with a win. All right, Patriots all across. Then we got the Browns at the Bucks. I am taking the Browns. Nice. I am. I'm gonna I'm gonna hop on the old Browns bandwagon here for a minute, only because Jameis Winston is terrible, and the Browns do like to pick the ball off. A couple of talented uh, secondary players back there. I think Jameis makes enough mistakes to uh, lose it for him. I like the Bucks at home in this one. I think Jameis going to be eating crab legs and W's on Sunday. So, go Jameis. He was play <laughs> actually played very well on last Sunday. Yeah. Fantasy-wise, I mean, fantasy-wise, he played very well. 30 points. But... Yeah, give me uh, give me the Bucks at home. Bucks are favored by three in this game. To me, it comes down to decision making by Jameis Winston. Um, if he can protect the ball, which he seems to not want to do, he kind of makes some iffy passes. But if he can make good decisions with the ball, I feel like the Buccaneers can definitely beat the Browns, considering the Browns are kind of a. We're kind of a shit show last week, so 
They just seemed to be disoriented all across the board. Baker didn't really have that good of a game. So I feel like if it comes down to Jameis Winston and ball security, if he does that, they should win handedly. And Baker's Baker's questionable this week. I don't know what that injury is or what his status is going forward, but torn hymen in his anus. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Miles Garrett got to hold him in the shower. How's that? Miles Garrett is a physical <laughs> specimen. It's true. He's a freak of nature. That's true. And he writes poetry. So. Well, I'm sure he probably read him some of his poetry while he iced his butthole. Yeah, maybe. Wow. Wow. Lions at Dolphins. Detroit's there by three. I refuse. I, as a Broncos fan, as a human fucking being, I refuse to say that Brock Osweiler will be anybody ever, even if he will. I'm not going to say he will, so I'm picking the Lions. <laughs> hey, man. Sosweiler is back. <laughs> Hashtag Brock and Chip. Sosweiler yeah. is back. Therefore, Dolphins win. Uh, at home. Wee. I don't know what the temperature is supposed to be at game time, but I think the difference is going to be the temperature in Miami. Take a peek here. Sunday, 87 degrees. Yikes. It's not the heat. It's the humidity. It's the humidity. What's the humidity going to be? I don't know. 71%. Yeah. Lots of sweat. Lots of perspiration. Yeah, I'm going to go Dolphins in the rocket ship this week. I'm going to say the Lions. I'm going to say the Lions sweat it out because they really don't have a choice. Hashtag 71% humidity. So take the Lions. Nice. Nice. Saints at the suffocating Baltimore Ravens. Ravens favored by two and a half. And I'm taking the Ravens. Same. Absolutely. Drew Brees on the road, not Drew Brees in the dome. Okay. He's not the same motherfucker. <laughs> Ravens bad defense. Motherfucker, though. He is. He's got a sweet birthmark. Hot wife. Probably a huge horn. That's not the point here. He's playing a very good defense. He relies on that Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara running game. I think the Ravens are going to snuff that shit out. It's going to make him one-dimensional. He's on the road. Yeah, I, I'm taking the Ravens. The Ravens as well. I think... Um... Yeah, like you said, Drew Brees not in a dome is a whole different Drew Brees. He's gonna be fine. He's not gonna not gonna have a he's not gonna have a terrible game. He's not gonna do anything. I don't think Drew Brees is gonna do anything to lose the game on Sunday in Baltimore. But I think it's gonna be a run heavy game, and Baltimore's defense is very good. And uh, yeah, I got the Baltimore. I got Baltimore's defense being the difference in this game. I think, and Joe Flacco doing just enough against a not so very good Saints defense to win the game. I think it's going to be close, probably three points, but I don't think it's going to be high scoring by any means like Drew Brees is used to. No, it's going to be a slugfest. In Baltimore, yeah. In Baltimore, want to go with the Ravens? I can't. Even though you did bring up great points, taking the Saints on the road against the Ravens. Look Thanks. for Mark Ingram to score two goal line touchdowns again this week. 
That's what I'm hoping for anyway. I, I own in fantasy. That's I just want the fantasy points. Yep. <clears throat> All right, just following just being uh, hopeful here. <laughs> following that game, we got the Cowboys at the Redskins. Redskins coming off a uh, relatively big win against Carolina for them, and the Cowboys dropping a 40 burger on the Jaguars. Uh, that's up in the air, but if the play calling is as open as it was last week for Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. I don't see any reason the Cowboys can't win this game. So I'm taking them. Give me the boys. Yeah, like what Donald said, if fucking Scott Linehan actually wants to, I don't know, be an offensive coordinator, they should be able to handle the Redskins. I mean, they got a Cowboys got surprisingly good defense. Mm-hmm. And they've always been pretty decent against Alex Smith, so... If they uh, keep up what they did last week against the Jaguars, which was very, very surprising, I feel like the Cowboys should be able to go into Washington and come out with a W. The oh. uh, boys. The boys on the boys. The uh, boys. Next one, you got a uh, you got a snoozer. Rams. No at, need to watch this game. Do not even turn this game on. Rams at Niners. Niners, one of the worst rush defenses in the NFL. C.J. Beathard, Beathard is their starting quarterback. Yikes. Rams by a million. Rams are favored by nine and a half. That's uh, heavy. Yeah. Give me, give me the Rams in this game, obviously. Don't even have to break it down, Rams. Yeah. Keep Bengals open. at the so, Chiefs. That is an interesting matchup, but... Taking the Chiefs, taking that offense. Andy Dalton and the Bengals offense did just enough to lose last week. And the Chiefs offense keeps on putting up fucking 30, 40 points. I don't think the Bengals keep up with it. As much as I like Andy Dalton, as much as I like what the Bengals are doing this year, uh, the Chiefs, I don't see them dropping too straight. Not at this point in the season. So I'm going Chiefs. Chiefs are favored by six. I'm going to take Chiefs at home Sunday night. It's going to be Arrowhead Stadium. Yeah. Loudest, one of the loudest, if not the loudest stadiums. Yeah. The Been loudest there. without a dome. Yeah. Been the there. It is loud. Stadium. It is I'm loud. taking, I'm going to take a showtime on primetime. So Chiefs. All right. Giants at Falcons. Oh, God. This is just, you know, it's one of those games where it's so bad. It's just the Giants' offense is so bad and the Falcons' defense is so bad, I feel like it's going to end in a tie at zeros. But I'm going to take the Falcons just based on their wide receiving core and Matt Ryan and their ability to move the ball and the Giants' inability to do anything at all. Saquon. Yeah. yeah. Saquon's probably is, have a big day. I think Saquon's going to have a big Saquon's day. Saquon's going to have a great day on Monday night. This is more yeah. or less the Falcons versus Saquon. So, when we got 22 guys going up against one guy, I mean, you got a pretty good chance of winning. So, everybody on the Falcons. Everybody's on the Falcons. Falcons at home against the booty ass Giants offense and Eli fucking Manning. Yeah, yeah, the Falcons. Yeah, the 
the fucking Giants are a dumpster fire until proven otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with the GM blowing up at OBJ and all the drama and bullshit. I just way too much drama and Pat Shermer. Yikes! I how yeah. how is this guy an NFL head coach? Is what I want to know. Like his last name is fun to say, Shermer. Shermer. Yeah, I don't know. He should he should still be a coordinator. He should not be a coach. He needs to stay behind the behind the uh do the behind the scenes work, I guess. Yeah, the Giants really know how to pick the coaches. Yeah, McAdoo, holy fuck. Besides Coughlin. I mean, Coughlin was, Coughlin was great, but, like, the way that Shermer handles the media and everything that's going on in his locker room, yeah. he shouldn't be the head coach of a high school team, let alone an NFL team. I wouldn't even say that Coughlin was great, but he was good enough. Yeah. Because he had some booty years with the Giants still. Oh, yeah. I heard a, a just a slight tremor of a rumor that Coughlin might want Eli in Jacksonville. I heard that this offseason. I heard that, yeah. We're trying to think of where I heard that, but I heard I, I heard the same same rumor. But yeah. if you just watched Eli this year, eh uh-uh. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, he might be able to teach Bortles a few things. I'd put a late fifth round pick up for him. Yeah. Why not? He'd sit on the bench for sure, but anyway. So that's our picks for week seven. Moving on from that, we have our starts and sits. We'll list them off one at a time. I'll start with quarterback, then Damian, then Bundy. Move on through the positions like so. For quarterbacks, must start. I picked Andy Dalton. Is he going to win that game? No. But the Chiefs' defense is so bad that he's probably going to have a huge day. That's my that's my uh, pick. For Andy Dalton. There's a lot of good options, but I picked Andy Dalton. I also picked Andy Dalton versus Kansas City. Chiefs' defense is 28th in points. The quarterback's probably a shootout. Chiefs' defense, terrible. Andy Dalton should be pretty successful this week. Should be. Could Andy Dalton... Realistically, Andy Dalton could throw four picks and have a shit week. That, yeah. I mean, doesn't matter what defense it is. Andy Dalton could be, you know, the Andy Dalton that we all love. That one. So he <laughs> yes. throws four picks on Sundays. I mean, you guys see playoff Andy Dalton or week four through yeah. seven Andy hey, Dalton. Regardless of Andy Dalton, let's just remember the alma mater, TCU. Horn Frog. Horn Frog. Horns, baby. Big time. Who you got for QB, Bunny? Who you got to have? Uh, I'm going to go with Andrew Luck against the uh, Bills, wow. considering wow. that I think T.Y. Hilton will be back or is on pace to be back. So I feel like Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hilton should be uh, pretty stellar. For the amount of times that Andrew Andrew Luck throws the ball a week, Andrew Luck's pretty safe bet. For some garbage time touchdowns, especially even if they're lo- if they're losing some garbage time touchdowns. Also, considering the fact that Derek Anderson is starting for the Bills, mm-hmm. I feel like the Bills are not gonna have uh, or the Bill or the Colts are gonna have a lot more offensive possessions. Yeah, that's a fair assumption. All right, running backs must start Saquon Barkley. Come on, no brainer. Atlanta's defense probably the worst defense ever. Saquon is. Everything, anything the Giants do, 
when it becomes a positive yardage situation, it's going to Saquon either through the air or on the ground. So he's yeah. going to have a couple of touchdowns. He's going to be catching the ball. He's going to have a big day. In a PPR league, even if he only gets 50 yards receiving, he'll probably catch the ball 17 fucking times. Right. So you might as well start him. Eli looks for him a bunch. Well, probably because he can't throw the ball past, you know, 20 yards downfield. Yeah. If, if it's not a halfback wheel route or a slight hitch, like four yards down, he's probably missing by 10. But yeah. because it's close range, got to start him. So you got Saquon. I'm going Tevin Coleman versus the Giants. Um, he's officially now the starter. Well, I guess kind of. He's him and Edo Smith will be sharing some carries uh, in the red zone. You'll probably see a lot more Edo Smith than you will see Tevin Coleman. But you know, first through, first second down back, Tevin Coleman. Uh, Devontae Freeman is on IR, and the Giants are 23rd in points to running backs. I like both the Tevin Coleman and Edo Smith this week versus the Giants. Obviously, I stick with the hot hand. Gotta go with Todd Gurley against the Niners. No brainer. Yeah. May have. He may have over 200 again. He might yeah, have eight touchdowns. He, he very well know. could. <laughs> he could have eight touchdowns. He'll score one bouncing down the field on his dick. We don't know. We're going to see it. We got wide receivers this week. I went a little bit left. I said Jarvis Landry. Hmm. Bucks. And- pass defense. Ouch. Yeah. Now, the only downside to this could be Baker Mayfield's alleged injury, plus the fact that he likes to target tight ends more than wide receivers. But when it comes time to get in the end zone, I think Jarvis Landry's going to get a couple of tutters this week. I like that pick. Um, My wide receiver, I'm going with the combo in Cincinnati. I say start Tyler Boyd versus Kansas City. I just put him in my lineup today, so big time. Tyler Boyd, uh, Kansas City's defense is 20th in points to wide receivers. Uh, Tyler Boyd's been a nice wide receiver, too, this year. Uh, if you have Tyler Boyd as your flex on your fantasy team, you're probably doing swell. Um, and I think it's going to be a shootout game. I think Boyd and A.J. Green are both going to have good game versus, good games versus Kansas City. Yeah, for me, I'm going to have to go with Boyd and A.J. Green as well, considering the Chiefs are last in pass defense. So, Boyd, Green. Cincy. Cincy Street Cats. Don, who's your tight end? Tight end, I got Zach Ertz. Carolina struggled against the tandem of tight ends last week. I don't see Ertz slowing down from... What do you have? Over a hundred last week? No, he had seven receptions, forty-seven oh, yards. He had a touchdown. Yeah, he had a touchdown, but a lot of targets. Gets a lot of targets. I can't remember who I'm thinking of now. It's not Sadgers. Either way, he's getting targeted seven to ten times a game against the Carolina defense that struggles. Yeah, big target. I don't see any reason he won't do well. My tight end must start this week is uh, David Njoku versus Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay allows the most points to tight ends in fantasy. 
Uh, Baker targets Njoku a lot. And I think he'll find the end zone this week. I think Baker's going to look for him in the end zone. And he will have a touchdown again this week, just like last week. Yeah, I don't want to be that guy and agree with everything Damien says, but I'm going to go ahead and agree with him again. So, uh, Baker and Njoku seem to be having that uh, connection, and Baker likes to throw to him. So, also, the Buccaneers give up the most points to tight ends. So, it only makes sense. Chemistry is a big thing. Chemistry. Mm. So, quick review, Don, go through your, your four must-starts this week. Andy Dalton at QB, Saquon at running back, Jarvis Landry at wideout, Ertz, tight end. Uh, mine, quarterback, Andy Dalton, running back, Tevin Col- Coleman, Tyler Boyd, and A.J. Green versus Kansas City, and wide receiver, and tight end, David Njoku. Me, I got... Andrew Luck at QB, Todd Gurley at running back, wide receivers and Boyd and Green, and tight end David Njoku. Fair enough. Moving on from your must-starts, you get a look at guys that you absolutely need to remove from your lineup right now. At quarterback, Damian brought up some good points about Jameis. Did play well last week, but I'm still sitting in this week. The Browns are, like, what, plus 15 in turnovers? Jameis, usually careless with the ball. I'm looking at, you know, these new secondary players for the Browns. I think Ward might have one. You know, fumbles are definitely something that could happen, especially if he ends up getting happy feet in the pocket. Little Miles Garrett action over the top, swinging it out of there. I think Jameis loses the ball a time or two. I think he uh, loses a lot of points that way. So I'm going to say sit him. Uh, to help your point a little bit, Don, you know how I said I, gave, I brought up some good points about Jameis earlier? Yeah. Uh, to be fair, the defense, he was, <laughs> the defense he was playing against was Atlanta. So take yeah. that for what it's worth. Yeah. Browns uh, defense, as much as the Browns do suck, the defense is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, my quarterback must sit Deshaun Watson versus Jacksonville. Now, okay. here's why. I know Dak had a good day versus Jacksonville last week. My, I, something's wrong with Deshaun Watson. Ever since that Cowboys game, his chest is injured. He looks like, like last week, he looked like dog shit. Fumbles, yeah. picks, you name it. He was, if it was a, if it was a turnover of any such, Deshaun Watson was part of it. Um, I think with the Jags defense coming off of two embarrassing weeks, I think, the Jags are going to be looking to, uh, <clears throat> you know, look for some revenge, and I think Deshaun Watson is going to be uh, on the uh, the hurting end of that one. So I say sit Deshaun Watson this week versus Jacksonville. I mean, if you're in, like, a 20-plus man league, I get it. But if you do have Osweiler, Brock Osweiler, I'm um, say don't go ahead and start him even though I said he was back earlier, but the Lions give up the least amount of passing yards, so don't start Osweiler. Uh, before we go too far, uh, i got to get a quick answer from each of you. Uh, the Texans at Jags game, we didn't put anything down. Nobody guessed anything. Let's see here, Texans at Jags, I took Houston. 
Wait, no, I didn't. Took Jacksonville. My bad. I'm taking the Jags as well. I'm also taking Jacksonville, considering Sean Watson has been struggling, and they're probably pretty pissed off that they got ripped up against the Dallas Cowboys. So, like, I immediately put down Houston, and then remembered Deshaun Watson's performance last week on top of Jacksonville probably being the angriest defense in the NFL outside of Denver right now. I don't. That doesn't bode well. So I took. I switched it. All right. Moving on. Must sit running back. I'm going to say Lamar Miller. Now, most of you probably aren't starting him anyway, but I've seen some people playing him. And like we just said, the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be pissed off, and I don't think Deshaun's going to be a lot of help to let the pressure off, so I don't think he's going to he's going to have a lot of ground to move on. I said to sit all Philadelphia running backs. Versus Carolina. Carolina's ninth in points to running backs. Um, I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game, and I think that they have too much of a running back committee back there. Uh, I say stay away from that backfield until a starter is clear. So yeah. You know who's 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 the main guy. So Nobody really say knows. Clement's yeah. starting. He gets right. the majority of the carries. Then go ahead and do that. <laughs> but until then, it's it's too hard to call. It's like but, it's almost like Cohen and Howard right now. It's you I don't like know Cohen. who's going to get the points. I like Cohen too. I think he's I think Cohen. I think Cohen fits that offense better than Howard does. Just so there's nine overall three Cohen on the old uh, Madden Ultimate Team. Shout out Madden. Nice. Not a big deal. Shout out to Rick Cohen, you tiny little bastard. Not very fast on the old Maddens, but you know what? He's good. Good truck. Good How is he going. not fast on the Madden? No, he's fast. Well. He's fast. Not as fast as I thought he would be. Mm-hmm. Like he's not any faster than the Saquon I had. Who's eighty-seven? Saquon's Saquon's all different animal. Yeah, Give him quads. I know. Shitty truck stick though, and then can't truck a motherfucker to save your life. You got a cornerback coming off the edge. You ain't getting by him. Not with Saquon. Tariq Cohen's speed is ninety. His acceleration is ninety as well. Agility's ninety-three. On which overall card? The uh, eighty-seven. Three Cohen's is? Yes. I like fast. it. He's I so compare him and everything. Fast people in the auction house. Not dude. Fast. That fast, but. He's, a, he's my return specialist. He's got me a couple kick and punt returns. No big deal. We got, uh, got primetime Dion. Uh-oh. Anyway, my must-sit running back is going to be Sony Michelle. It's the Bears. Good call. Has been, has been tearing it up, but the Bears do have the best run defense in the league currently, so. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. The Bears can't tackle, apparently. So they gave up uh, we'll 100 yards to Frank Gore. But Frank Gore carried the ball, think, what, 23 times? 25 times? Last week, he only had 15 carries. He did? 15 carries for over I 100 yards. I thought they worked him like a piece of farm equipment. No. Well, hardly. We all know that Billy B's, you know, he's going to, you know, we're going to run the ball, you know. Five times, and once you get like you know twenty yards, he's like, "That's not good enough." But he just starts slinging it. So fair enough. Yeah, Frank Gore had a good day, but Frank Gore. I mean, a lot of people don't talk about Frank Gore. He is one of the all-time Ooh. leaders in the NFL history in running and yardage. Look at him. I think he's like just number two old. 
he's in the top five, I think, right now as far as yardage goes. He's just so old. Look at her. She's old. <laughs> Wide receivers must sit Demarius Thomas. Do not play Demarius Thomas. Look what happened to Stephon Diggs last week against Patrick Peterson. Same shit. Are you saying that's going to open up Emmanuel Sanders at all? I'm saying it very well could. I'm not saying it will. Emmanuel Sanders. I'm not even. Get, I'm going to get into that later. We're going to talk about Emmanuel Sanders a little later on. Right. Okay. Sit to Marius Thomas. Sit to Marius Thomas. Uh, I said sit Jets wide receivers versus Minnesota. Minnesota's 11th in points to wide receivers. They do not have Quincy Inunua. Inunua is out. Um, I expect Minnesota's defense to shut down this offense. I say to sit Jermaine Curse and Robbie Anderson this week. As I touched on earlier, uh, the Lions actually have a pretty decent pass defense, so I said uh, don't start any wide receiver from Miami. Osweiler's also at the helm, so you never know you never know which Brock you're going to get. After last week, you're probably going to get the Brock that uh, that you don't want to be on your fantasy roster, I would imagine. We'll see. I hope he does well, though. I love him. Same. Brock Osweiler. Fuck the Lions. Go, Brock. Go. I'm cheering for the Brock oh. shift this week, really. Yeah, I do hate the Lions a lot. So when Bundy, Bundy pick a wide, I had to go grab something out of the fridge. Dolphins, wide receivers, all of them. Fair enough. Who is your must-sit tight end this week, Don? Well, it's probably a no-brainer to a lot of people who watched the game last week. I'm saying Greg Olson. Bunny is not right. Okay. He looked stiff. He looked hurt. I, he's not a reliable target at this point in time. He's not rehabbed enough to be a 10 to 20 point getter at this point. I think he might get some goal line targets, maybe, but that would be the only upside as far as reception. He, they're not going to target him a whole lot just because he's he can't move real well in the open field right now. I honestly thought Greg Olson coming back would hurt Devin Punches, like fantasy-wise. But I think if Greg Olson remains in the game and is not effective, it's going to help Devin Funches fantasy-wise. Yeah. <laughs> it did last week anyway. So. Yeah. Him hey, and Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for a dump-off, you're not going to Olsen five yards deep anymore because he can't fucking separate from the linebacker. He's too slow. And I don't know the stats on uh, Funches, but he's he looks... Large, so I think he's like the size of a tight end. Wider Steve, yeah. From the prestigious University of Michigan. Never forget. Go blue. Funches, El Funches. He is 6'4", 240. Big fella. Yeah. Not small. Big fella. He's like an Alshon Jeffrey. Um, My must-sit tight end this week is Antonio Gates versus Tennessee. Tennessee's third in points to tight ends. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. And to begin with, Antonio Gates is pretty touchdown dependent for the most part. Like he's he doesn't, so he old for real. But uh, so yeah, I say sit, sit grandpa this week. Yeah, Keep him on the bench. Take a back seat this week. Yeah, like every week, I'm pretty sure I said uh, do not start a tight end. That's from the Dallas Cowboys. So again, do not start a tight end from the Dallas Cowboys. Most people probably don't have a tight end from the Dallas Cowboys. Some I'm people saying, might have Jeff Swain. 
Maybe. It's just, you're in a 16 just, man league and you're scraping, you might have slain. But yeah. Quick Rico, review. Rico Gathers is getting used more and Blake Jarwin. They're just rotating. Too many, there's too many mouths to feed. I don't even know who any of those people are. I do. I I don't. Alright, so to recap, QB, sit famous Jameis. The only thing he's going to be eating is dick. Running back, Lamar Miller. (laughs) Jags are probably going to pin him in the backfield and take liberties with his downstairs. Wide receiver, Demarius Thomas. Patrick Peterson is going to wear him like a puppet. Greg Olson, crippled. Don't start him. I must sit. Quarterback, Deshaun Watson versus Jacksonville. My must-sit running back, backs, is the Philly wide receivers, or running backs versus Carolina. My must-sit wide receivers are all Jets wide receivers versus Minnesota. And my must-sit tight end is Antonio Gates versus Tennessee. My uh, must-sits are Brock Osweiler against the Lions. Do not start Sony Michelle against the Bears' run defense. Don't start any wide receiver from Miami, and do not start a tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. All right. I will touch, though. I really hope they prove me wrong, because I need to see a number one tight end starting to develop, you know, pretty quick here. Yeah, that's fine. You can have Howerman from Denver. He's booty as fuck. You can have him for free. Jake Butt, too, with his bum knees. Hey, man. Is Jake Butt done? Uh, His career's got to be over. Yeah. He hasn't played a fucking down in the NFL in two years. He has two blown knees. No, he's going to come back better than ever. Watch. No. Some AP shit, but times a million. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, AP came back after an ACL had one good year. Well, has he had multiple ACLs, though? Or did he just have the one knee surgery that I know of? A- Peterson? AP, yeah. I know when he was in Minnesota, he had one, but did he have one in college too, or no? Thought he did. I'm not 100 percent sure. <clears throat> Either way, yeah, AP is a freak of nature, though. So that's yes. different. Jake Butt is a is not that. He's just not. He's not. We that. don't know. We don't know. We don't know. His. We'll never know we because he's gonna be bagging groceries at the fucking Piggly Wiggly. Okay. No. no. <laughs> it's done. Piggly. No. I like it. Take your oh, insurance yeah. policy on your knee and get the fuck on. Any residents in the Green Bay area, they're holding DB tryouts at the Piggly Wiggly parking lot. Yeah. Jair Alexander will be holding them. So he's the only one carrying that defense right now. And he was hurt last week and he didn't even yeah. play. So. so Green Bay's defense for, has, for a new job. has like less than 10 sacks the entire year. The entire defense. J.J. Watt has six seven. Yeah. J.J. Watt has seven by himself. Von Miller and Cleo Mack both have five and a half. Cleo Mack's injured. Yeah. Well, he's an animal. He'll be back. He's fine. Ankle injury. Day to day. Just yeah, right. He's fucking... You know he's in his room right now just regenerating a new leg. What did his cock swing against his ankle and separate it from the joint? And another arm is growing out of his ass. Yeah. Just to swat balls out of the air. So after our must sit fantasy football predictions, we got our putts of the week. Oh boy. I've been looking forward to this. Okay. Okay. Now are we doing the two minute rant? 
I mean, if you can, your your putts of the week can be a two minute rant if you if they coincide. All right. Well, my putts of the week and my two minute rant are essentially the same fucking thing. Okay. Well, rant away, Don. All right. Let me take you back to a simpler time. Denver's down six nothing. It's looking bad. Rams driving the ball downfield, but they're not breaking. They're not letting them in the end zone. I like it. Little bend but don't break. Little little uh, little late nineties Denver Broncos throwback defense. I'm fine with that. Make them kick field goals. Kick field goals all fucking day. I don't care. Emmanuel Sanders catches a bomb. Slides into the end zone. Turns out he was down at the one yard line. He thinks he's in. He gets in the face of the defender. I can't even remember who it was at this point. Whether it be no. It wasn't Marcus Peters. Who was it? Was it forty three? I don't know. Whoever the fuck he was shitting on. Okay. And I get it. Last year or the year before when they played the Rams, he took that big shot and he, he might have a little chip on his shoulder, a little, little sad face going on, whatever. Fuck you. Gets in his face, they throw the flag 15 yards. Well, it was called a touchdown on the field after review, down at the one. Tack on the 15 yards. Now it's first and goal from the fucking 16. You're down by six to the best team in the NFL and you could have been fucking up. Fast forward to the end of the game. Denver wheels it back. Now they're only down 23-20. Almost get the fucking onside kick. They could have let them down to tie the game. That 15 yards looks pretty fucking important right now, ain't it, Emmanuel? You fucking putts. You are quintessential putts. I understand you're a talented player. I understand the team's not doing that well, and I understand that you're upset about it. But when you start making shit fucking decisions that hurt the team, especially in a game like that, if you're the Denver Broncos and you're two and three and you turn around and you beat the best team in the NFL with that momentum swing, who knows what the fuck happens? It's not like they're not talented. No one is going to say that they don't have a talented side of the ball because they do. Their defense is good. Rush defense has been lacking the last two weeks, but when you're on the field 75% of the fucking time, that'll happen. But now... And I'm a big Emmanuel Sanders fan, but that pissed me off. Then, Garrett fucking Bowles. Let's talk about this goddamn moron for a second. How many holding calls do you need to get in a year before you figure out how to block somebody once? You're on fucking Brockers, bro. Not even Aaron Donald. You're on Brockers. Fucking three holding calls. Fifteen this season. Fifteen holding calls to six games. How do you even... How do you even do that? That is shocking to me for a guy that was praised so highly coming out of college. Really? Are you shitting me? I'd rather have Shannon Sharp take off his fucking suit jacket, throw on a helmet, play left tackle. Bet you'd have less penalties. At what point do you take the sack, though? Yeah, at what point are you just going to say, hey, you know what? Okay. Yeah. If Case steps up in the pocket, we might lose six, but at least we're not losing ten. Right. Now, granted, with a holding call, you're not losing a down, but when you're in field goal range and you're in a close fucking game, don't take a holding call. Don't. Don't do it. It's stupid. At one point in that game, they were at 25-yard line of the Rams. They ended up at second and 35 fucking yards because of holding calls on Garrett Bowles. Now you're on the other side of the fucking 50 and second down. What do they do? They run the ball. Of course they do. It's Vance Joseph. 
They're not trying to get that yardage back. They're going to just get a safe spot to punt. Jesus Christ. What a fucking loser. If he's still on the team next year, I will literally shit on the floor. Well, he's going to need to improve if he wants Well, he, if he's on the team next year and he's improved, he, he probably won't be that pissed. But Well, time will tell. And that As, is my putts so he's your rant. start. He's your, he's your uh, left tackle, correct? Yes. Okay. So, at the left tackle position, I'm assuming his holding calls are coming because he's getting fucking blown up at the line. He's oh, not hey. as, he's he's not fast off the ball. No, he's not quick. No, kick steps not anywhere near where it should be. He's getting burnt outside every time. He ends up grabbing the outside shoulder and dragging him down. Mm. Yeah. Granted, one of those holding calls was bullshit. I saw it. It was stupid. Guy fell down. It wasn't a holding call. But, nevertheless, he has 15 fucking penalties. 150 yards by himself in penalties this year. As an offensive tackle. I'd rather see Vaughn Miller catching rough in the passer calls. At least he's trying. Jesus Christ. That's my putts of the week. Fair enough. My putts of the week is Nathan Peterman and the Buffalo nice. Bills. Okay, Nathan Peterman has played in six games in the NFL. Started three of them. His record as a starting quarterback, one and two. Okay, let me just give you some stat lines for Nathan Peterman in the six games that he's played in. Nathan Peterman is 35 of 79 for 337 yards, three touchdowns, and nine picks. How many of those are pick sixes? I have no idea. Somebody should look that up. Six. Is it, is it six of them? I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's six. Jesus. He's got a 44.3% completion percentage. Nine INTs. A interception percentage of 11.4. 11.4% of the time, this motherfucker throws a pick. Wow. That's impressive. That's, Impressively yeah. bad. That's more than one out of every ten passes being an interception. Yeah. yeah. Um, on Sunday, when he stepped in in uh, relief for Josh Allen, he went six for six of twelve, sixty-one yards, one TD, two INTs, pick six to give the Texans the lead. My question to you guys is: How the fuck does this motherfucker have a job in the NFL? How? I mean, your your guess is as good as mine. Okay, so my 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 problem with it is like at what point? I think me and Don have talked about this before. I don't know. I don't think it was on the podcast, but at what point? Like, so in the game where he threw five picks, at what point do you stop and like if the coach calls a pass, you're like, Nah, dude, we're fucking running it because I ain't got it today. I ain't got it ever. It's not in the cards, okay? Here's a fun fact for you, for Nathan Peterman. Over the last four seasons in the NFL, non-quarterbacks have attempted to combine 86 passes. That's wide receivers and running backs throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. Only six of those attempts have been intercepted. That's an interception percentage of 6.9%. Nathan Peterman's 11.4. Yikes. Jesus yeah. Christ. 
other people besides quarterbacks have thrown the ball more in the last four seasons and have less picks. Saquon Barkley's one for one. Or not, yeah. is, is it Saquon? Yeah, no, it's Odell, sorry. But yeah, Odell, Odell was one for one a couple weeks ago. To Saquon. Got a better arm than Eli Manning. But, and Nathan Peterman. But yeah, my, my putts of the week is Nathan Peterman because I just don't get it. And if he was starting this week, I would add on Sean McDermott because he's been defending this motherfucker for a long time. He's been defending bad performance after bad performance for a long time. And he finally was like, no, we're not going to start Peterman. We're better off starting the guy who's been here for a week. Nathan Peterman has played six games for 79 passes with nine picks. Drew Brees' last 24 games, 858 passes, nine picks. So 79 to 858 passes, same amount of picks. That's pretty bad. Yeah, it's not good. It's, yeah, it's the opposite of good. It's not It's not ideal. It's not what you're looking for in a quarterback. Yeah. I don't think uh, some OTA is going to fix that. I think that's just, that's fucked. Yeah, I think it's time to move on to the old CFL. Well, or, he's probably not even good enough for the CFL, to be honest. No, neither is Manziel, though. Yeah, that's true. But, Bundy, who's your putts of the week? My putts slash putts of the week is the whole Jacksonville Jaguars team. Yikes. I don't Chess know. Fired. How in God's name you go into Dallas and only put up seven points. But worst part is, is you got arguably one of the best defenses in the league and you let them score 40. When Dallas, I don't even know, came close to 40 at all the rest of this year or previously. But now you know if they scored like 40 points total in the last four games. So I don't know what the hell went on last week for you guys, but I figured it out. And Blake Borles, that one pass and trip coverage. Yikes. Yikes. I don't know what he saw there. I don't know what he did, but he threw in a triple coverage interception to Jeff Heath. I don't know what happened. And I don't know what happened to their run game. And is Leonard Fournette like that big of a deal to them? Because they cannot do anything on the ground against Dallas anyway. And just like the whole game, they just seemed not with it. And you had Jalen Ramsey saying every Everybody's quarterback is trash, and TA did not do very good, considering they gave up 40 points. So the whole putz of the yeah, week is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Not yeah, good. the best part about that whole Jalen Ramsey thing is, like, this offseason, he talks a huge game, right? He goes off about how every quarterback's fucking awful, right? And at the end of this game, everybody's asking about, all right, everybody's asking about the game and whatnot. All right, when you when you suck, now is not the time to shut up. It's time to put your balls in the uh, your nuts on the table and keep talking. You you can't you can't just not say anything once you've had two bad games in a row. You, you got to continue. If you're gonna talk shit, talk shit. 
continue to talk shit no matter how bad you're doing. I, me, per, that's what I think personally. He needs to, I don't know, he needs to not fucking just shy away from the from that conversation. Can't just talk shit all the time when you're doing good, and then once you start doing bad, shut up. Because yeah. it just makes you look like more of a bitch. So. Yeah. It's true. Look like and, a biggity ass bitch. And I, I was really glad the Cowboys put up 40 points because Jalen Ramsey is always talking about, you know, they took Zeke over me and they could have had me, this, this, and this. Well, Zeke put up a quick 106 yards against you. So, not to mention, he was a big part of the 40 point effort. So, I'll take Zeke over Ramsey because I just don't like to listen to Ramsey rant and be stupid. So, didn't he call? Didn't he call Blake Bortles underrated when he was going over all these quarterbacks? Something like I think that. that. Yeah, he's underrated. He's he's good. He's underrated, or what? I don't know if he said underrated, but he didn't he didn't like trash him. Which I mean, if you're gonna talk big game, talking about like Ben Roethlisberger being trashed, or any other team or any other person that he trashed, you need to fucking nut up and also say that Blake Bortles is trash. Yeah, you need to be like my quarterback, also very trash. Okay. Orals did have a very good lights out game against the Pats, though. So yeah, I love Blake Orals personally. Boat, love the guy. The boat, yeah. The boat. Blake Orals, as a human, I like Blake Orals. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Great guy. Hit and miss in the old uh, QB <laughs> I'd position, be, though. I'd probably be working construction and ripping cigs if, <laughs> if I didn't. If I didn't, if I wasn't uh, working construction. Ripping cigs. <laughs> nice. Absolute guy. So my question to you, Bundy, is, okay, Dak Prescott carried the ball 11 times, had 82 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Zeke carried the ball 24 times, buckles six and a touchdown on the ground. Okay. So look at almost 200 yards total rushing by the team, and he threw for two as well. If that kind of, Play call continues where Prescott, the training wheels are off, do what you want, run the ball. I mean, how good are the Cowboys? Well, it just brings you back to the rookie year with Dak and Zeke. Like, they went 13 and 3, and they were one of the highest scoring offenses in the league. It's, you just kind of have to go back to that. Like, Dak is, Dak is actually one of the, what do you call him? Dual threat quarterbacks that is actually like a legit dual threat quarterback. Like he can throw the ball. He can extend the play. Like he's actually really good at throwing the ball on the run. If you get Dak out of the pocket, he's in my opinion, a tremendous quarterback. He doesn't want to make mistakes and he has just very good ball security. And when you add in the fact that he ran for 86 yards and he had Zeke run for 106 yards, they're getting back to that formula they had when they were so successful their rookie year. Because like, when you think it's going to go to Zeke, but Dak takes it, you know, 10-plus yards. And then the next time you think Dak's going to take it, but Zeke goes 10-plus yards. It's just one of those things like where you, you just have to have the defense guessing of who's going to run the ball. And, like, Dak is so good at the RPO that, like, if you give him the opportunity to run that style of offense, he's going to excel, as you would see the first year that they had him. 
the first year they had him, uh, obviously he went into the year with like a Tony Romo type offense, but Dak is not Tony Romo. So I feel like they came up with like a pretty basic offense for Dak at the time. And I feel like that worked out very well. Like they said, they were preaching about a Dak friendly offense, like the whole off season. But for some reason, it didn't seem like they started off with that. So it's just like, if you give him, if you use his strengths more, you're obviously going to see more results, which is a lot of run pass options. So if they can somehow get the wheels back to how they were his rookie year and considering how well the defense actually is, like one of the top defenses in points allowed, the Cowboys are a suit, not, I wouldn't say a Super Bowl contender, but they're definitely a playoff caliber team. Yeah, I definitely like this Cowboys team, the way they opened it up. That's a, that's a team that's tough to beat. Well, it's just Lenahan just has to realize, like, sometimes I feel like he's just so conservative at times, but, like, you gotta, you gotta blow the lid off sometime or another. You can't just give the ball to Zeke every play and get shut down and then, you know, only pass on third down. Like, once you get the run game going, you gotta mix it in and all the other stuff, the run pass options and the play action. That's how they play their best ball on offense. So, I mean, Hopefully they're getting back to the the rookie formula offense that they had going and who was one of the top scoring teams in the league. If they do that, defense is playing well, even without Sean Lee. They're definitely a playoff contender, and they could, they could definitely take the division. Yeah, especially there. All right. With that, Don, do you have a Savage of the Week? Yeah, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley is the uh, savage of the week. I don't even know how to describe Todd Gurley. He's not human. Can't be. Alien versus predator looking ass motherfucker. Got thighs like tree trunks. And every time he touches the ball, he magically gets seven yards. At least. Rams go for it on fourth and two. Turns into a 12-yard putter. Really? Who the fuck do you think they're giving the ball on fourth and two? Not Jared Goff. Yeah, the big giant motherfucker with dreads back there. Yeah, he's going to pound in your butthole. He'll probably pound the linebacker, stiff arm the safety, shit on the cornerback from the side, and just walk into the end zone. Because that's what he does every single fucking play. It's Adams. He's an enigma. Nine touchdowns this year. Nine. He's a man. Nine. He's a man. Nine. How the fuck does one player have nine touchdowns in week six? That's ridiculous. He good. Case Keenum doesn't have nine touchdowns. He's a quarterback. (laughs) Not good. He's not good. good. It's not good. Chad Kelly came in the game for a hot second. I got a heart on. He went away. Went away. Slay got shit on. No, Todd Gurley is absolutely savage of the week. He could be savage of the week probably every week. I don't. Probably. How, how do you stop probably. Todd Gurley? How how do you stop Todd Gurley? Realistically. He tears ACL. Yeah, you, hope, you, he, hope he blows a knee. That's the only way. The Rams' offense is so good, it's like almost impossible to stop Gurley because it's like, oh, you stop the run, well, we're just going to kill you with the pass. 
So and then once you start playing pass, you're going to go back to the wrong. Yeah. Like fantasy wise, they have three top 20 wide receivers. So. Yeah, exactly. Robert fucking Woods. Mm-hmm. Really? He was a big pickup Robert for me last year towards the end of the year. When he, didn't he play for Buffalo last year? Uh-uh. Was that no, two years ago? He was on the Rams last year. Two years ago he played for Buffalo, then? Maybe. Awesome. I know he did. So I had him when he played for Buffalo. That must have been a couple years ago. I can double check here. Nothing little Google can't, can't help Google. figure out. Shout out Google. Yes, he did play for the Bills. 2013 to 2017. Okay, so he played for the Bills. Well, 2016 season and then was signed with the Rams in 2017 offseason. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's tremendous. Mm-hmm. Damien, Savage of the Week. Savage of the Week. The Brockett ship. The Brock Osweiler. Oh, yeah, baby. 28 of 44, 380 yards, three touchdowns, two INTs, 94.9 passer rating. First, the Chicago Bears. Now, was it a bunch of useless fantasy points? Probably. I would imagine so. I don't think that he, uh, I don't think that he was starting in many lineups last Sunday. But, thank you, Brock, for tearing my heart out on Sunday. I hate you. Uh, and then, so when when I heard that Brock Osweiler was going to be the quarterback, I honestly thought the Bears were going to win no problem. Then, on Monday after the game, I heard a stat. And the stat is, Brock Osweiler's debuts for the Texans, Broncos, and Dolphins were all wins versus the Bears. Brock Osweiler's 3-0 versus the Bears. Nice. Yikes. Brock Osweiler owns the fucking Bears. Didn't know that until Monday after the Bears game. So thank you, Brock. You're my savage of the week, you piece of shit. I think Brock Osweiler needs to take over that starting role in Chicago, maybe. Yep. <laughs> Start making some GM decisions since he owns them. He's basically yeah. the owner. Yeah, pretty much. It's about time. But yeah, I don't know. I thought that was an interesting stat. I didn't know that was a thing. No, I didn't either. I wish I wish I'd have known that on Sunday. Savage of the week for me. I could, you could technically go two for two for this team. You know what? We'll take two. We'll go two. We'll go Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. Savages of the week. Even though they did lose. But they did go to Gillette Stadium. And they did put up some points against Tom Brady. And had taught and had Tom Brady and the boys sweating there for a long time. Patrick Mahomes, 23, 36, 352, four touchdowns and two interceptions. And then you got Tyreek Hill, seven receptions, 142 yards, three touchdowns, and a free beer. Nice. Yeah, saw that. Pressing charges, too, that son of a bitch. I've seen that. Don't see that often. Little pussy. Just drink it and shut up. Little side, side note about Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes. I own... Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill in two of my three leagues, right? Yeah. In those in those two leagues, my team scored over 180 points. 
Jesus Christ. And the league that I scored, I have scored 182 in one league with Tyreek and Patrick Mahomes, and it's not even a PPR league, so it's pretty unfair. Actually, we can add a third. We can add the Trio of Chiefs. That's their new nickname, Trio of Chiefs. Who is it? Kareem Hunt also had five receptions for 105 yards and a touchdown. And oh 10 goodness. carries for 80 yards. Chiefs. Yeah. Chiefs are deadly. Yeah, they are. Trio of Chiefs are alive and well. I'll be there for a long time. I was winning in one of my leagues going into that game <laughs> by a pretty sizable margin. He had Tyreek, Kareem Hunt, and Travis Kelsey. Beautiful. Play. Needless to say, I lost. Really? Handily. Yeah. I was talking all sorts of shit, too. It's a mistake. Was that against me? Yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was against you. Tyree Kill, Kareem Hunt, and Travis Kelsey. Yeah, yeah. It hurt. I was winning by like 25 points. I was like, oh, I got this shit in the bag. How did you... I want to know what... How on earth you thought you had it in the bag? Because even if Travis Kelsey, Kareem Hunt, and Tyree Kill have not mediocre days, but decent days... They're, no, I still had players left too. I had Harrison oh. Bucker and um, Jay White, I think. Well, oh, let's just say this: uh, the rest of my team and uh, Sammy Watkins. The rest of my team, yeah, this is pretty sad. Other than Kirk Cousins, Jarvis Landry, Buck Allen, Calvin Ridley, and Adam Vinatieri totaled for three more points than Bucker. Nice. Yeah, 21 points, and Bucker at 18. Yeah. And then I got 33 points from Tyreek Hill, 25 from Kareem Hunt, and I got 6 from Kelsey. Yeah. And Houston's defense also had 20 points, so. That helps. I mean, as, I, as I had Boyd on the bench with 19, and you had Cohen on the bench with 17. Yeah. Hey, well, it's a, uh, a rough one. While we're patting each other's our 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 own backs here, fantasy wise, let me just tell you about this roster that I put together last Sunday. Um, I had two hundred and two point five points in a half point PPR league. Aaron Rodgers was my quarterback with thirty points. T.J. Yeldon seven and a half points. You bum. And then James Conner twenty eight points. Tyree Kill forty one and a half points. Devontae Adams thirty one points. Tariq Cohen nineteen and a half points. George Kittle. Five points. Uh, Houston's defense, 22 points. Harrison Bucker, swift, 18 points. Nice. Not a big deal. No big deal. I don't mean to say anything offensive, but I am 5-1 and one in our league right now. Are you talking to me? Yeah. Yeah, I'm 2-4. and four. My team's garbage. It's the only league that I've ever been in that I just can't win. I I don't know. It's, it's the league that I run. <laughs> Me and Milky Men are tied at five and one, but we're in the same division. So, yeah, this is the first week that I've played and I've won all three weeks. So, I lost I mean, two out of three. I won three, players. won three, three for three, and finally scraped out a W in one league that I was just scraping. You know, just every week I play, someone has somebody go off, just stupid against me. 
And my one week, like last week, not last week, but the week before, I lost 127-98. Arizona's defense had 20 points. Eric Ebron had 22 points. So that's cool. And week four, I lost 116-89. And I had Andrew Luck and Cooper Cup on my bench. Andrew Luck put up 45, and Cooper Cup put up 34. And that's when the Fitzmagic ran out of magic and got me mm-hmm. five points. Ooh, that's a tough so, one. So that's, yeah. that's tough. Yeah. It's a tough swing in points there where you could have had 45 instead of five. Tough swing where I could have had 45 and five and 34 instead of six. Yeah. And I would have won easily. And I'd be sitting a lot prettier than what I am now. But, you know, we're getting the wagon back on the old dusty trail here. I'm going to come up at a top spot. And maybe not a top spot, but just a playoff spot. Uh, more perseverance. Right about now, sitting at 501 is about the time that I collapse. Yep. So, look out for that uh, solid 6 and 10 finish. Start, start getting your good players, so, you know. Start getting a little more bye weeks, and you're trying to fill a roster. And yep. See, Don. I have the, I have a similar issue. See, so in my leagues, I'm five and one, three and three, and two and four. And uh, I feel I probably feel more confident in my two and four and three and three leagues than I do in my five and one league, because usually when I win a league, I scrape together. Like I, I'll start three and three, and then I'll just fucking I'll roll, I'll roll to a victory after yep. victory, and then end up in the championship game, win the championship game. Yeah, last year, I it was pretty rough fantasy-wise, but everyone was kind of in the middle to average to pretty good, so I ended up making playoffs at, like, I think it was six and six and eight or something. I ended up winning the championship, so... Nice. It's greasy. That's greasy. Not even happy about it. Actually, you know what? I will be happy about it. So I picked up a couple players and we turned it around, got hot at the right time. Took the dub. Exactly. I'm not sure. I think that might be all we got left. Uh, Well, it all depends. Do you have any overreactions to week seven? Uh, Todd Gurley is an alien. Todd Gurley for MVP? C. Hands down. All right. Bundy, you got anything? Yeah. Um, if the uh, Dallas Cowboys keep on the same track offensively, they're going to win the division. Maybe even the conference. Stay tuned. Nice. I don't really have an overreaction. Uh, if I had to have an overreaction, I would say that the Bears sitting at 3-2, and two, losing to the Miami Dolphins in the Brockett ship, are fucking doomed. And the Bears are going to lose the NFC North and not even make the playoffs this year. Probably end up 7-9. and nine. Useless fucks. That would fit my initial 
prediction from the very first blog we put out. I think I said eight and eight. Yeah. So. I mean that uh, that is kind of expected though for the Bears this year, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But I will say I do really want them to win the division because I really want my friend to eat his loafer. So. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I mean, I after the Will Mac signing, a lot of things changed as far as the outlook, but. Yeah, they got to pull it together and start playing better. Not that they play poorly in Miami, but Miami's not an easy place to play. Uh, defensively, they played poorly out of nowhere, which was the which was the problem. Yeah, that was. I mean, issue. offensively, the Bears did fine versus Miami. I thought really minus you know Mitch throwing across that that drive that drove me fucking nuts when he threw across his body <coughs> into what could have been. Too. In crunch time, could have been a pick real quick. Next play, but, uh, Cutter. Hey. Yeah. Whatever works. Anthony Miller, shout out. What's up, buddy? Um, But, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. If they beat the Patriots, it's back on. It's good to go. The Bears right, are fine. Tough one. It's a tough one. It is tough. Yeah, I feel like the Bears fall to three and four. They got to do a lot of work. So they got to win. Yeah, they still have the Rams to play later on in the year. Plus yeah. the Packers, plus Played the Vikings. Twice. I'm gonna. I don't know if this is an overreaction. It could be very well, you know, a reality. But I don't think the Packers make the playoffs because of how they played. I don't. I didn't see much of the game Monday, but the they only lost, they only won by three versus San Fran. Yeah, they won by three against San Fran. They lost to the Lions. Rogers. They won by one against Chicago. They Aaron Rodgers' knee is not good. They no. tied the Vikes, and they got to go to L.A. this week. They got to go to Gillette Stadium the following week. Ooh. They got the Dolphins, and they got to go at Seattle, Ooh. and then at Minnesota, Cardinals, Falcons home. Okay. At Chicago, at the Jets, and then finish up with the Lions. Those two hardest games that they play is probably going to be L.A. and Seattle because Seattle back to back the- though. That's I'll tough. say I'll say overreaction if the Rams and if the Packers lose to the Rams and Patriots back to back these next two weeks, they're not making the playoffs. My overreaction would be the Packers are not making the playoffs. You got the Vikings. The Bears and a very capable Lions team. They'd have to, they'd have to do some pretty magical shit. It'll be interesting to watch. I'm, I'm gonna keep. I'll obviously keep an eye on the NFC North because that's the only conference that I usually keep an eye on. But was well, a healthy Rogers are a completely different team. But yes, one-legged Aaron and booty defense. I said it a week or two ago. It's like right now you are watching the slow decline. The window is closing for Aaron Rodgers. I don't know about all that, but that remains to be seen. I'm telling you right now. What what is technically uh, a decline? Yeah, I'm saying he's got five six years left to play, probably realistically. And the team is, unless they do like a Peyton Manning and just kind of 
scrape it all together at the end of his career. I don't I don't see Aaron Rodgers making another Super Bowl run in his time. In his time lapse, how many times do you think he makes the playoffs? The next six years? Yeah. Two. Two. Two to, two to four on a high end. It might I, was say, I was gonna say three. So. Yeah, two might be a little low. Three to four would probably be more realistic for playoffs. Quite honestly, if Aaron Rodgers gets a defense, though, like they could make the playoffs, the playoffs yeah. right? all six years. They could if, if that defense gets but, a little uh, better. If history has shown us anything, it's that they don't care about the defense and they're not working on it. So, if I was a Packers fan, I would be livid at the defense. How the fuck are the Niners going to put up 30 on you? Run office for not trying to bolster that defense since it hasn't been good since they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. Like, how do you just look at your team and be like, eh, you got Aaron Rodgers. Be all right. Good enough. Right. So, yeah, I mean, you just need Aaron Rodgers to put up 45 points a game. Yeah. Just quick, quick throw, quick six tutters for us, guys. Every game. We need it. It's like, you know, if the defense could get, like, I don't know, two or three stops, not, like, one. Nope. All right. Is that it for this uh, this episode, fellas? I do believe that'll be it. Might as well. All right, John, let's talk about some social media real quick. Tell everyone where to follow. All right. We got a new head of Twatter, Twitter management. Booty God Bundy will be in control of our Twitter feed. That's at Butt Basketball. B U T B A S K E T B A L L. We got a WordPress blog out that we haven't really been paying a lot of attention to. We probably should. That's WordPress, anything but basketball. Instagram, anything but basketball. And Facebook, anything but basketball. You can listen to us on pretty much any podcast app that's out there. So the big ones are obviously iTunes, Spotify, Google. Anchor is where we host our our, our podcast hosting site. So, yeah. Before we get that, before we go, uh-huh. I did start a poll on Twitter. We got nine votes. That's big. Nine uh-huh. votes. Hey, that's that's about as many followers as we have. So, yeah, absolutely. And we had ten votes on a previous poll that I ran. But anyway, all right. The latest poll is playoffs. What ifs? Would you rather play the Rams in L.A. Or play Tom Brady in Gillette Stadium. Or in the what's playoffs. The, what's the uh what's the results currently? It is seventy eight percent LA, twenty two percent Gillette. That makes statistical sense. I would rather play in LA. Yeah, same here. Tom I Brady and Gillette in the playoffs. In the playoffs. First off, first off, in the playoffs, LA's weather is going to be Phenomenal. True. Like, not too hot, not too humid, it's not too cold. It's going to be perfect. It's going to be like fucking 70 and sunny when you're playing in the playoffs in Los Angeles. Then you got fucking Brady's land in fucking Foxborough where it could be negative fucking 10 and blowing snow. And Brady. Up to your kneecaps. Yeah, up to your fucking kneecaps. And Brady fucking thrives in that, so excuse me while I go through puberty real quick. But yeah, yeah, Brady, 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I would take my chances on LA than I would rather than um, Brady in Foxborough in the playoffs. And then on the other poll that we ran, the question was: You put Rodgers in New England, Brady in Green Bay. Do you think they are the same player as today? Mm. What was the question? If you put Rodgers in New England and you had Brady in GB, since Brady came in the league, obviously, would they be the same player today? I think they would both still be two of the best to ever play the game. I just don't think that Tom Brady would have five rings, and I don't think Aaron Rodgers would have five rings either. Because I think Aaron Rodgers would have more like seven or eight. I honestly Ooh. think it'd be about the same. <clears throat> yeah, I think I poof. I would say that Rodgers would have just as many, if not more, than Tom if he was in New England. And he started the career at the same time, obviously. All that good shit. Um and I think I think Brady would have two or three. That's what I was gonna say. My argument for it being the same is that because basically, essentially, Brady and Rodgers are kind of like the same quarterback. They do a lot with little. So very, I mean, very little. And for how, like, not good the NFC North was when Brady was, you know, coming alive and whatnot, I feel like Brady would have taken a division pretty much every year with Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And Brady, you know, he's... He'll throw interceptions, but he'll still win the big games. As to where Rodgers doesn't throw interceptions, but tends to lose the bigger games. So I feel like Brady and GB would probably have the same amount of rings, and Rodgers would probably have maybe two or three rings instead of the one that he has. Gotcha. But the votes were that... uh, 70 to 30 percent, hell no, that they wouldn't be the same player that they are today. Yeah, it's tough to say. It'd be an interesting concept, though. Yeah. I don't know. But, on that note, give us a like, give us a listen, read some shit, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, guys.